Well, guys, I knew this day would come. It finally happened. TikTok banned my original TikTok account. I know a lot of you guys followed me from TikTok. So if you haven't seen a TikTok from me in quite a while, that's why. You can now follow me on my new TikTok account, at ComeOnManPod. That's all one word, at ComeOnManPod. Please follow me. Help me rebuild. I was at almost 30,000 followers when they kicked me off their platform. So come on, follow me back. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you. What's up, everybody? You are listening to Come On, Man a 3% man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Corey Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. Welcome back, everyone, to another awesome episode of Come On, Man! And I would love if you would please subscribe if this is your first time listening on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you are watching on YouTube, not only do I want you to subscribe, I also want you to hit the little bell button so you get notifications whenever I post a new video. For those of you that only subscribe on the audio um, and you're not looking on YouTube, we post the video version of the podcast on YouTube, obviously weekly, but I also post, you know, these periodic vlogs, you know, little things like if I'm out jogging and I, you know, I'm listening to an audiobook and I get an idea I want to talk about, I post it on there too. A lot of these are also found on the 3% Man Facebook group. This week, I have an awesome guest, guys. Guys, this is the first like real professional guest that I've had on the Come On Man podcast. His name is MJ Durkin. He's the admin of the Conversations with Men Facebook group. He's the host of the Men of Honor podcast, which talks about a whole host of things, very much like this show. But, uh, you know, MJ is a one-man band in that, in, in that podcast, but it's a very good podcast. It talks about relationships, how to give to your woman, you know, dating, sex, talks about business, you know, just being a better man in general. I love it. I love it. He's also the author of around a dozen books. So I will be bringing you that conversation right after this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, this week we have a really special guest. We have probably the first person to not come from the 3% Man Facebook group. Uh, We have a professional podcaster, a guy who's authored around a dozen books, 
Um, he runs the Conversations with Men Facebook group. He's the host of the Men of Honor podcast and two other podcasts. His name is MJ Durkin. How are you doing today? I'm living it up, Paul. Really living it up. I'm really excited to be here, man. Let's go. Let's rock this freaking thing. So uh, we talked a little bit right before we started recording, but uh, you know, like I mentioned here in the opening, the Come On Man podcast was born out of a Facebook group called the 3% Man Facebook group. It's all about you know, uh, the book, How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne. The concept is only 3% of the world's men understand women. And, uh, you know, but we've all, all of us that, in that, that group. high, that high. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, that's, that's pretty, uh, I think it should be 1%, a half percent man, bro. <laughs> I think so. That's probably, that's probably a little more accurate. Um, but all of us in the group, like we're all serious students of this stuff. Mm-hmm. We we've read, we've read obviously Corey Wayne's book, but we've also read like dozens of other books and we're all mm-hmm. like in this group comparing notes. And what we've all really focused or found out is that when we understand women, what attracts women, what we need to do uh, as men, you know, to have a, um, you know, a mission in life and not, you know, like women are just the icing and that kind of stuff. It makes us better men in general. Right. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, uh, like I've listened to some of your men of honor podcasts this week. And I feel like a lot of your podcast goes hand in hand with that philosophy that mm-hmm. you, you're trying to show men how to be better men in all sorts of areas of their mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, uh, certainly the, the men of honor podcast was born out of um, uh, men that uh, literally were saying to me, um, you know, how, 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 what should we do in dating? How do I save my marriage? Look, I, I went through a horrible divorce 20 years ago and uh, totally lost everything lost access to my kids, didn't see one of my children, one of my youngest son for seven years. Um, he was kept away from, um, from me and his brother. Um, and, uh, and the only way that I actually recovered from that was to build around myself a circle of men. So I literally, um, I, was, I was able to, I was, I was a real pit bull when it came to keeping my marital home um, and so I, I, uh, I, I was able to save my house and I brought my oldest son, Corey, to live with me. Um, actually, my ex-wife gave Corey back to me uh, and said, he's too much trouble. You need to take him. She moved on very quickly. She had a new man a, a week after I left. Um, it's funny how that happens, isn't it? <laughs> they, they, they move on fast, man. They drop you like a stone. Usually uh, statistics show most women when they come to you and say they want a divorce, um, they've been thinking about it for two and a half years. Money is hidden. Um, conversations with lawyers have already happened and you're a dead duck. So yeah, I was and, a, and a lot of times too, I found, uh, that they, it takes them two and a half years because they're, they're getting some of their male orbiters lined up and then they have, <laughs> and then when they're, when they're ready to drop that, drop that uh, brick in your lap, they already have their next guy in their sights already. Not all yeah. of them, but a lot of them. Uh, the backup, there's usually two to three backup men in place uh, that are there. I mean, Suzanne Venker talks about that in, in her, uh, in one of her books, she says all of her studies uh, uh, show that uh, a, a woman has a, a, a woman currently in today's society has a backup man in the back of her mind. If something should happen with her current husband, this yeah. is, she, and, and like her statistic is like, over 60% of women already have a backup man, even if they're quote unquote, reasonably satisfied in marriage. Yeah, they call that monkey branching, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did you call it, monkey branching? Monkey branching, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, don't so. wanna get, they don't wanna let go of the one branch until they get a firm grasp on the next branch and then they'll nice. let go. <laughs> nice. Nice. I never heard that one, but I love that. That's awesome. That's going in one of my podcasts. Yeah. So, so men of honor podcast. Um, what I did was, uh, uh, every day for 13 months for five days a week, um, I would get on a free conference call.com. I invite a bunch of men on there and I come up with a topic and I would write, I'd write on my, uh, my whiteboard, you know? Yeah. And I write, I write a topic down and then I would, you can see I'm, I'm, I'm prolific. I'm a font. And, uh, and then, <laughs> yeah, for the guys and, and on YouTube, you can see all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. And then what I would do is, um, uh, I would, uh, I would, I would just, I would just stream of consciousness for 30 minutes on a topic live. And I did 220 episodes 
um, five days a week, every morning at 630. Sometimes the beautiful Bonnie would wake me up at, uh, at 625. Usually I'm up at 530, 5 a.m. So every now and then she'd wake me up. <laughs> Aren't you on in five minutes? Oh, holy shit. Yeah, I am. <laughs> you know, and so I recorded uh, 220 um, hours of, uh, of podcast material for men on how to be a better father, how to be a better husband. How to, be, how to romance your wife, how to have your wife, how to become an irresistible husband, how to become a man of faith, how to become uh, a millionaire, how to save for retirement, how to uh, jumpstart your career. I did, uh, I did 220 episodes and uh, now we're just, uh, the men of honor is just cranking. We've got uh, 10,000 downloads a month and we're just cranking. Outstanding, outstanding. Yeah. One of these days, uh, come on, man's gonna get there. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, just keep putting out content. Just keep putting out good content and you'll keep attracting men that, uh, that want to be better men. Cause a lot of men really do want to be better. They just don't know who the hell to listen to and where they should go. So you're doing a great thing. I, I, I love being on this podcast. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Well, one thing I, I, I really like uh, that you're available to do this because um, one thing that we've learned from you know, Corey Wayne's book is that you shouldn't take relationship advice from people that don't have relationships that you want. Right. Because mm -hmm. a lot of us men, me included, uh, we learned our relationships from our parents. Mm -hmm. My parents have shitty relationships, <laughs> you know, like they're still together. They've never been divorced, but I swear to God at this point, they are together to spite each other. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> not because they're like madly in love with each other. And mm -hmm. I, you know, I realized, you know, after getting into this stuff and after having been through a divorce, after having been in a really long time term relationship that ended, like what, mm -hmm. like I, I started doing a lot of self-reflection on what did I do wrong here? You know? Right, right. And, you know, I've, I've learned that my problem was I got complacent. You get comfortable in a relationship, mm -hmm. you end up being mm -hmm. someone's, uh, you know, basically live in roommate. Uh, you don't do what you did from the beginning. Um, you know, you, you got to go into a relationship to give to your partner and not expect to receive everything, you know, uh, and, and stuff like that. And so that was one of the things I, I really liked when I was listening to uh, one of your most recent episodes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, but that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> what, are we, what are we talking about? Well, po po poverty in Belgrave. What the fuck? You know, no, you, you tell me, what are we talking about? Well, we were going to talk about the power of dating and ah. uh, like, and what you can learn about yourself and women by dating dozens of hot women. Ah, now that's a topic, right? Yeah. I think that's yeah. what most guys want to hear on here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. Let's talk about dating. Um, you know, I, I said to one of the men that I, um, uh, I mentor in one of our circles of power, um, I said to him, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's got a great following on TikTok. He's got 250,000 followers on TikTok. Wow. Um, he runs a recovery coach business. Um, and, uh, and, and he's, and he's crushing it and, uh, and, he, and he's a good looking guy. And I, I said to him, I said, look, uh, I'll, I'll call him, uh, John. I said, John, you, you should be dating nines and tens. You should only be approaching nines and tens. And he said to me yesterday, he goes, Man, when you said that to me, he said, like, I immediately was like, you know what? MJ's right. I totally have to up my game. And he said, I, I was at the gym and I saw this really, this, this, uh, he goes, a real dime. Do you know what a dime is, MJ? I'm like, I know what a freaking dime is, bro. <laughs> and, uh, and he goes, she's a, she was a dime. And she, and she said hi to me and she touched me and she like touched me on the arm. And he goes, and he goes, and I'm thinking MJ said, go after those tens. Cause she was a total 10. And he said, and I didn't approach her. And I'm and like, she touched him too. I mean, that's like, that's, that's like, like a, a huge, invitation. that's like a huge indicator of interest. Right. And IOI. Mm -hmm. And I, and I said, the first thing you got to do is you got to go up to her and say, um, is it Susan, Sharon, Sally? What? Now he knows her name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's, what's your freaking name? I, I don't remember your name, you know, mm -hmm. I, I did a podcast this morning. I said, you got to understand something. Women, women do not want to have sex with, uh, <laughs> I said, with a ballless cat that sits on the, on the warm television set. 
and, and is not dangerous. Women want to have sex with men that have got some energy, that have got some masculine fire, yeah. that have got some, they've got some energy to them and they're dangerous. Women love men that are dangerous. And they, they like also, confidence. go ahead. And they, they love, love they love, they love men that don't need them, want them or give a shit about them. So I said, I said to John, I said, you, you got to be like, um, uh, your name is what? I can't remember your name. You know? <laughs> yeah. You like know? She's not that not important enough to remember. I, I, I didn't remember you. I said, you got to understand it. You know, a, you know, a, a dime is a, is a, a, a girl who's had all kinds of people, all kinds of men. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so Sips. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be like, look, I, are you kidding me? Really? You wore those shoes? Well, that's crazy. Like that color is terrible on you, man. What were you thinking? God, are you short? You're so short. That's a pretty common pickup artist technique to, to do a little of uh, they call it nagging, right? Uh, give them a, like a little backhanded compliment or, you know, say kind of a offhanded, you know, yeah, but, but it's, but look, but, but it's not, you know, technique is cool, but what's really, what's really cool is, you being a man unto yourself, having an understanding of who you are as a man, which is you have a lot of value. So when I said to this man, you need to be approaching tens, he's already, he's already kind of halfway there. Yeah. So he, it clicked for him and he went, dude, you're right. That's exactly what I should be doing. I just needed an older man um, you know, to, to give me permission to go after the tens. And, um, and if your confidence level is good and um, and you understand the, the positives of rejection. Look, why should you approach a lot of women? Here's why you should approach a lot of women. I, I think a lot of people in the red pill community do not get this, okay? Um, approaching a lot of women uh, builds up your persuasion skills, okay? Pers per pursuing a lot of women, approaching women, asking for phone numbers, uh, making approaches online, text, uh, you know, Tinder, uh, in person. I like in person approaches, you know, if you can, you know, not get arrested or, you know, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, with the laws today, I mean, apparently if you approach someone in England, you've uh, violated their rights or something, you know, if you, if you say, you know, Hey, you look pretty, but whatever. Um, look, uh, when you're working on, uh, your approaches, you are building your persuasion skills. The reason you want to date a lot of hot women is that will help you in success in business. That will help you in success in your career. That will help you in every area of your life. There is, there is nothing more, uh, uh, you know, what does Jordan Peterson say? You know, when, when a woman says to you, when she shuts your energy down and she does not take your approach, basically what she's saying is, is that your genes should not reproduce on the earth. Right. <laughs> that's pretty that's, harsh. That's a brutal smash in the face. Right. You should not. That's why men are so scared to approach beautiful women, because literally it's like, dude, you're not going to reproduce like you're not going to do your genetic job here. If yeah. I shut the energy down and tell, you no. the reason you should you should get really good at game. And I don't like calling it game in the, in the men of honor. We call it the wind song. OK, so. We call it speaking the wind song. That's giving your, your romantic game. That's your words, right? And, and uh, the reason you should be really good at, at game is because um, those are the same skills you need to succeed in business. So you should be looking to date. You know, the, the problem with most young men today is they find one decent looking woman that they're attracted to and they say, that's the one, that's my soulmate. I got one-itis, I need to find the one. Sniper and, mentality is what... Rollo Tomasi says sniper mentality. I have to be with that one. She's my soulmate. I recognize myself in her. We must've been in a past life together. Uh, she so does it for me. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm dropping a podcast on Monday uh, uh, called, you know, De deconstructing the soulmate myth. Mm -hmm. um, uh, th there are 20 amazing women on this earth for you. There's 50, a hundred, a thousand. Uh, there's not one. Uh, my mentor, uh, Carl, used to say to me, he'd say, I love my Susie. She's amazing. They were married for 20 years, uh, re, you know, remarried after a divorce. Um, and he said, uh, he said, I love my Susie, but there's 12 more Susies out there for me. There's women that could love me just as much, just as beautiful, understand me just as much. Soulmate is a bunch of crap. Sure. Yeah. I, I used to, and I'm sure a lot of guys are, you know, a lot of guys grew up sort of as you know, 
under the guise of romanticism and stuff, right? I used to think, oh yeah, she's my soulmate. My wife, oh, she's my soulmate. And then like seven, you know, we were married for 15 years and, you know, about halfway through, I couldn't stand her anymore, you know? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then I got in this last long-term relationship that ended uh, a couple of years ago. And I was like, oh man, where has she been all my life? And that whole relationship I thought was great until she was done with me. And I was like, you know what? This is all bullshit. You know, it's, it's, there's it's, uh, plenty of other women out there. There's not just one. I agree. It's, it's tough to believe in the soulmate myth when she has you, when she tells the cops, you have firearms in the house and they chain you to a bench. Um, Ouch. Because, because she tells you, because she tells the cops that I think he has guns in the house. And so they take you. I had a friend of mine, his, his uh, girlfriend, you know, had had some had a couple kids with her, was not married to her. Um, they had a big argument. He got in her face. He yelled at her. He did not touch her. Um, she called the cops. She told him, uh, and this was his soulmate. Uh, and uh, she had him arrested and uh, chained him to a bench for the night. Uh, and his father had to come and bail him out. Uh, he still went back and married her. Um, so she must be a soulmate. But it's funny how your soulmate can, you know, uh, have you served and have the marshals come and tell you you got 20 minutes to get your shit out of your house. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny when your soulmate does that kind of stuff. It's uh, yeah. it's take, it, it really, it really hurts your soul. <laughs> yeah. Take, takes your kids runs to Denver and then says, I'm not coming back. It, that's what happened to me when my wife uh, filed for divorce, uh, but what I thought we were a, soulmates. <laughs> it's, it's my soul. You're my soulmate. You're the only person that can make me happy. So so the, the reason you want to be really good at dating and um, is that you, you and make a lot of approaches is you want to be, you want to refine your skills, persuasion skills, selling skills, being good at convincing people, being successful in life for a man is all about being able to convince people to come over to your side of whatever you believe in. I don't care if you're, a, if you're a pastor, if you're a sales manager, if you're running a division, if you're running your own business, you better get really good at knowing how to sell, how to close people, bonding and rapport. The same things I teach in the Men of Honor podcast to teach you to build rapport with your woman, like with your wife, are the same bonding and rapport techniques you should use in business, for mm-hmm. example, Paul, Paul, tell tell me if you're, um, if you're if you're uh, if you're dating a woman, uh, and and you're looking, you're giving her eye contact, right? Women love eye contact, right? They love connection. Sure. Right? Okay. So so which eye should you be looking in? Well, that's a good question. I I read in uh, David Data's book, uh, the. Uh, was it called the way of the superior man? I think it's the left eye. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the left eye is the receiving eye, right? That's the, that's that quote unquote, you know, feminine side, which I hesitate to say. I, I love what Tomasi says, you know, t- take Carl Jung's, you know, corpse should rot in hell for teaching us that you should get in touch with your feminine side. Uh, <laughs> nonsense may, yeah may carl Jung's corpse rot in hell for teaching us that we should be we should get in touch with our femininity uh <laughs> but uh i love that one that's my favorite line of, of tomasi's uh but um but totally uh um so so you look in the left eye that's the receiving eye that's the bonding and rapport eye and by the way that's the same eye you should use on a sales call or if you're pitching your new product or if you're trying to get someone to um, uh, to do business with you in some manner or form, or, or you're trying to sell your new program within the company, you're trying to sell your boss on a promotion. You know what you should be doing? You should be looking into their left eye, connecting with them. Do you know how many men have said to me, man, the mit- Dirk- Durkin, the minute I started looking in her left eye, she started saying, who are you? What? Like, I feel connected to you. I don't know why. Like, this is just coffee. Like, what's going on here? Like, I don't even know why I'm so attracted to you. Um, learn some basic things about how to bond and rapport and communicate with people, um, you know, and, and do it with your own with your own spouse. Do it with your wife. She's your beloved. Why should you not give everything to her in a marriage? Once you've committed to that marriage, then you should be all in in that marriage. And 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 why not? use techniques to strengthen the bonding and rapport that you have with your wife. 
because you should be speaking the wind song to her. You should be telling her how beautiful she is. Men should be pursuers. And if you're in a marriage, what you described before is if you stop pursuing your wife in the marriage, and that's what all men do, they stop pursuing. Yeah. And when, when you stop pursuing her, now you need to know what to pursue. And we can talk about that later. I want to stay on dating, but, but dating makes you sharp. Dating will make you a very serious contender in the field, in the field of business and career. And that's where you need to win. If you, if you don't think success is important for men, you are delusional. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and my, my recommendation is that you make a boatload of money all the time until the day you die. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good recommendation. I, I, I want to take a step back here. Uh, so you talk about men as pursuers, and, and this is something that I, I heard on the Men of Honor podcast too. It's it almost goes against what we're being taught, though, in like how to be a three percent man, which is uh, men need to pursue a little bit in the beginning. You know, he says that you know you need to be the one setting definite dates at, at the beginning until she likes you and then women start chasing you and that's where you want to be. And like, I, I, I want to get your take on that. Well, look, pursuing and dating is different than pursuing in marriage. Okay. Okay. Now I'm a, I'm a married man. I recovered from a divorce. I rebuilt my life. I dated the beautiful Bonnie for 12 years. That's your uh, wife, Bonnie. That's Bonnie, the beautiful Bonnie, the yep. beautiful Bonnie. Okay. The beautiful. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I married her uh, almost, it'll be six years ago in August, big wedding, 150 people there, you know, the whole, the whole deal. Um, and decided to, uh, that I had attracted a really great woman who, uh, really uh, loved my butt the way it was accepted me completely stepped into my frame, uh, and was, and was, was very happy to do that. And, um, you know, and she, 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 when we finally got married, she, she laughed and said, you know, well, you've been test driving me for 12 years. I figure you, you know, you know, you know, whether or not I'm, I'm the right person for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, yes, hon, you know, I I've determined that. So, um, so in pursuing in dating, um, obviously you want to just keep holding the frame. You want to hold the frame all the time, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you're coming to me. I hold the frame. I, I have the dominant position here. And um, we're basically going to run this deal my way. Uh, the way that now, now pursuing it, you can still pursue and tell a woman she's beautiful and she's hot and she turns you on and that she's amazing mm-hmm. um, without giving up your frame and dating. I don't see why, why pursuing a woman doesn't mean that you're needy, doesn't mean that you're subservient, doesn't mean you're whiny. I said this morning on the podcast, no woman wants to have sex with a whiny beggar. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's what happens to men. When they get married, they become whiny beggars. How come I'm not getting my sex? We're married. I'm supposed to get sex all the time. No, you're not. You must be answering your wife's question all the time is what you must be doing. And this is what a lot of a lot of men in the in the manosphere they do not understand what I'm about to teach you, and this is the most important thing I will say today. Very, very, very important. Your wife has a question deep inside of her heart and deep inside of her soul. Every woman does, from the time they're a little girl till the time they're <laughs> till the time they die, and the question is, "Am I beautiful? Do you see me? Am I valuable?" Do I have worth to you? And what a woman looks to do is she generally looks to looks for the best man she can find, the most worthy man, like the man that 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 has the most status, great energy, um, generous heart, right? Uh, oftentimes that begins with the father, that the father answers the question for the girl. If you have daughters. If you men have daughters, you must answer your daughter's question. Am I beautiful, daddy? Do you see me? Am I pretty? Any dad knows when that daughter comes down in her, say her Easter dress or her party dress, and she twirls for her father, right? If the father says, you are the apple of my eye, you are amazing. You are, you are just such a beautiful girl. That just, that answers the question for the girl. And so as, 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 a, as, a, as a married man or even a, even a man who's dating, you, you must answer that question for the woman. And you must be very good at 
um, at speaking the wind song, as we say in the Men of Honor podcast. You've got to be very good. Women love beautiful, romantic words that tell them how special, worthy, and beautiful they are. Sure. Used in the right, used in the right context, used in the right context, they can be a powerful aphrodisiac and can make a woman, I, I say to the men all the time, you must stoke the fire of desire. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to stoke the fire of desire. And a man that, uh, a, a married man, 5, 10, 20, 30 years should be having headboard banging sex with his wife two, three times a week. And if he's not, it's that man's fault. Yeah, I agree with that. How do you balance that, especially when you're just dating someone though? Like, how do you balance that uh, without coming across as too much of a kiss ass, you know? Because women don't like kiss asses either, right? Yeah, well, I wouldn't come across in the beginning. I wouldn't start laying it on her heavy like that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You don't walk. You don't walk up to a girl and say, "Oh my God, you're so beautiful." Yeah. Oh, you know. I mean, you know, D'Angelo taught us that years ago, right? I mean, beautiful women know they're beautiful. They've had, they, they, you know, dimes know they're dimes. You know, yeah. and you know, and they they know they. I remember a, a, a woman, a very beautiful woman, saying to me when she was 13 years old. All of a sudden, she realized how the whole dynamic in her life changed and how men started treating her differently and mm-hmm. approaching her differently. And she was like, it was like amazing. I mean, it was like, I, I didn't even know what the hell was going on at first. And then I realized I had this incredible power over men. So the way that you balance that is you balance it by, um, by speaking the wind song, and, but, but not like... Um, you're doing it confidently. Like you don't need to get anything from it. Mm, so, okay. you know, so you, you can, you can give a compliment um, without like, uh, you know, like, like needing to get like an immediate response or, or to get sex. I mean, look, um, uh, you, 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 there certainly is in the beginning, there is a, there's a real part of you that you have to communicate to the woman. See, it's not your word so much. It's a feeling, right? We know attraction is not a choice. Right. Mm -hmm. Attraction is a feeling. Right. Right. And so she's going to be attracted to your maleness. And what is your maleness? Your masculinity, your maleness is, is that you don't, you don't care what she does or says, and you don't care if she responds to your words of, of uh, your compliments or your wind song. So you can give it to her, but if she doesn't respond to you, look, if she's not responding to you, and, and you want something from her and she's not having a, a, um, a response like she finds you irresistible or she's intrigued with you, um, then, then dump her. Like I dump her in the middle of the freaking date. Yeah. I mean, yeah. literally like in the middle of the dinner, you know, say, you know what? This is not working here. Uh, throw a hundred bucks on the table and go, I'm out and leave, you know? And yeah. don't, and, and when you're getting, when you're getting what you would call shit tests, I call them strength tests. Yeah. If you're getting, if you're getting strength tests, you know, you, you need to, um, let me give you an example. Okay. So year, years ago, uh, I met a girl on match.com. I met a woman on match.com. She was a dime and, um, she, uh, it was mother's day. And she said to me, um, uh, what did you get your mother for mother's day? Now she's trying to test me to see if I'm good to my mother. Mm-hmm. Right. I know what's going on. So I don't answer her. Right. So I go, Oh yeah. I went to the convenience store. I got some Ben and Jerry's ice cream, blah, 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 blah. I did something with my son. I didn't answer. She, she writes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know really. Yeah, that's really great. MJ fun. Um, uh, <laughs> what, what did you get your mother from mother's day? Uh, I said, uh, uh, I said, well, uh, I didn't answer. I didn't answer the question. Okay. So I didn't answer it again. She writes back. Yeah. Later, the next day, what did you get your mother for Mother's Day? I never answer her question. Just kept pressing, huh? She kept pressing. I knew what she was doing and I'm not answering. So we went out on the date. We went out on the date and she said to me, she said, um, she said, uh, so, so we're, we're, you know, we're flirting and this and that. And then she says, so um, how come you never answered my question? And about your mother and what did you get your mother's for mother's day? And, and then she goes, why didn't you answer my question? Uh And I said, and I said, because I didn't feel that it was necessary to answer your question. Mm 
And she looked at me with a mixture of hate <laughs> and like, oh my God, I want to jump your bones right now. I did not give her what, she's not controlling the interview. Yeah. I'm controlling the interview. So she's, she thinks I'm going to jump through her hoops. I'm not jumping through her hoops, right? One of my favorite ones was my friend Jeffrey was going on a date and uh, it was a first date, first time meeting a girl. They were meeting each other to go like, I don't know, like hit some golf balls or something like that. And, um, and he, uh, he called her up and he said, hey, I'll, I'll meet you there at eight o'clock. Hey, why don't you stop at the convenience store and get me a Red Bull? Uh, I had a long day. Get me a Red Bull. And she went and got him a Red Bull. <laughs> that, you know, that, that's hilarious. That's um, so another book that I, I talk about on the podcast a lot is uh, Dating Essentials for Men by Dr. Robert Glover. He wrote No More Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, yeah, I love, I love Dr. Glover. Yeah, he's awesome. He, yeah, that's one of the things he talks about in the book is tell women to do something for you. You know, mm-hmm. hey, go get me a Red Bull, right? And then, and then if they do it, that's a high level of interest she has there because a chick that's not into you wouldn't do that. Right. And so I want all you men to hear what we just said. This is really important. Find women, attract women, attract women and stay with women that have an interest in you. Stop trying to, to, uh, to get into the pants of women that are going to give you a hard time. They're going to be negative. They're going to test you. They're going to make you wait. That's crazy. Dump them. Get the hell there. You know, Rolo says spinning plates. Mm-hmm. You should be splint, You should be spinning 20 plates all the time. Yeah. One, one that you, you talk to, uh, you know, on FaceTime, one that's a booty call, one that you have dinners with, one that you discuss philosophy and read books with. You should be spinning so many plates that at any moment in time, you could just say to somebody, oh, you're going to give me a little shit? Goodbye. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. But no, no, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's no wait a minute. You, <laughs> you failed. If you you know Monty Python and the Holy Grail, right? Yeah. Favorite color. Favorite color. Green. No, blue. <laughs> ah! Yeah. <laughs> the guy goes flying up in the air, right? Ah! Exactly. Exactly. Right? If, if you answer the wrong question, if you don't give the right answer, if you don't go pick up the Red Bull, you're not that interested. Why are you chasing women that are going to give you crap? You've got all kinds of red flags that they're a bitch, and you're trying to date them and, and trying to have sex with them. Yeah so I, I don't know why you would want to do that. That's a, that's a mistake. That's how you get in a toxic relationship. Um, you know, you, you should not be worried about being alone. Men should not worry about being alone. Here's what you should worry about. You should worry about being in a bad relationship with a woman that's going to take you down. That's what you should be worried about. Uh, when a man is in, when a man's in the, a single stage, I call him, I call him a Mustang. The Mustang lives a free life. Mm-hmm. The Mustang can be free as only a man can be. And he can date a lot of beautiful women. He can, he can do stuff on his own. He can go to the moon. My, my mentor said to me, Durkin, you will know that you are ready for a long-term committed relationship when you can stand being alone with yourself. When you can stand going on a hike by yourself and it was really enjoyable. You can literally go to dinner by yourself, you know, read your book, whatever, and, and watch your Kindle with your headphones on or your, watch your, you know, uh, your Netflix and be by yourself and enjoy yourself. You can go to a movie by yourself. You've got to learn how to be alone. And once you can be alone, then you can be with all kinds of great women. But if you can't be alone for five minutes, um, women will smell that on you and you're just, you're just being, you're just a needy beggar who will <laughs> never mind dating tens. You won't, you won't even date fives. It's, it's weird. It's like, uh, the more you want it to happen, the more mm-hmm. you want it to happen, the more Good. you push off Good. this air of neediness. Good. And, but as soon as you don't care anymore, you enjoy your own company. Women just come to you. It's, yeah. it's, it's like magic. It's a good place to be. Yeah. Well now you're, now you're, you're activating what I call the masculinity magnet, right? And when you're a masculinity magnet, now you're kind of using, you know, I know you talk about the law of attraction. Now you've got the law of attraction on your side and now women are coming toward you. They're coming into your orbit. You're not orbiting around them going, begging, trying to get them to notice you. You're, you're the masculine magnet and now, and, and you're forgetting their names 
right? <laughs> What's your name again? I don't remember your name. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, and now you can, you can pick and choose and the Mustang should be able to pick and choose. The Mustang life is a good life. And you should, uh, look, uh, let me say something very important. Um, m- most men are too eager to be in a long-term committed relationship because they want to lock a girl down so they don't have to go out and pursue women every, anymore. Yeah. That's a mistake. That's a big mistake. You should want to date a lot and frequently. And, and quite frankly, if, if you determine you want to have sex before marriage, you should have a lot of sex before marriage, being incredibly careful, being incredibly choosy about your partners, make sure that you're not in the high risk pool, you know, with, with women that are, you know, with lo- dozens and dozens and dozens of men use all the, you know, uh, I teach the men, teach your sons, wear condoms, wear condoms, wear condoms, wear condoms. Never, ever be talked out of the condom. Oh, you don't need a condom. Oh, you don't need a condom. I'm fine. I got this covered. I got it handled. You teach your sons, never, ever, ever have sex without a condom. I teach my daughter that too. Yeah. And because I, because I tell, I tell my daughter, I go, look, I'm not naive. You know, I, I was a teenager once and I go, and I also know that boys are slick talkers hell we had a whole podcast teaching mm-hmm. guys how to be slick talkers half the time yeah. i was like guys will say whatever it takes Absolutely. i was like you have to take precautions protect yourself and i go and, and you can't trust a boy who's got a condom in his wallet because it's probably been there for six months and it's going to break like you have to take responsibility for your own health and doubly for men and especially because like men especially like a wealthy men you hear it about it uh like in the nba rollo talks about it in his book you know, women will go after these wealthy guys, poke a hole in the condom just so mm-hmm. that they can get pregnant and be set for life with alimony. Yeah. Teach, teach your sons, teach your sons to not be talked out of the condom mm-hmm. and teach, teach them what they will hear. I can't get pregnant. I don't have a disease. I've just been tested. You know, it's okay. I really want you. I need, I want you right now. <laughs> yeah. I need you in me now. Don't, don't, don't worry about that. You've got to train them ahead of time that they're going to hear that. And in the heat of the moment that they need to be prepared and prepare them and teach them. I, I had numerous conversations. I have two sons, they're in their twenties. And, um, and I, and I, I, I hammered that point home. Uh, if you're going to do that, then you should do it very, very safely. Never, ever be talked out of the condom. 100%. Yeah. No. 100%. So we, uh, let's get back to dating multiple women. Uh, one thing that like, so different guys have different goals. And that's one thing that I, like, I love about the, the 3% man book is basically whatever your goal is, he, he's got something in the book for guys. It runs the gambit, right? If mm-hmm. you're just mm-hmm. going to be a guy that's being a permanent plate spinner, great. You know, then you don't have to worry about the long-term relationship stuff because you're right. not trying to keep them around for a long time. If you eventually want to settle down with a gal, he still mm-hmm. recommends spin plates until you find the right plate kind of idea, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's, so I, 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 I really like though that you talk about, you know, at least you know, dating dozens of women and stuff like that. And it's all like really great practice. It's almost like, and you talk about business, it's, it's almost like the law of averages. I, I used to do sales years ago. They talk mm-hmm. about the law of averages where, you know, the one door that you don't, you don't go after is probably the door that you're going to get a sale with. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then also uh, one thing too, in like in Dr. Glover's book, he talks about, you know, especially guys who have been out of the the game for a long time, you know, guys who have been married for 15 years, they haven't dated in 15 years. They have no idea what they're doing. Mm -hmm. It's just good practice. And he says, go on uh, what he calls a 12 for 12, which is 12 women, 12 weeks in, um, I'm sorry, 12 dates, 12 women, 12 week period. And Mm -hmm. and he goes, it it doesn't matter how they look you know, like you talk about Mm -hmm. going after, you know, really beautiful women, but he says in mm-hmm. that practice period, it doesn't matter. They can be fat, thin or whatever. It's all just mm-hmm. practice. Um, but he does say, stay away from feminists because you'll spend an hour in hell. <laughs> Longer than that. Yeah, at least. Um, so I don't know. I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about as far as, as far as that goes? Well, I think you make a good point. I think it's very good to say, you know, different men have different goals and you must decide 
what stage of life that you're in. So if you're, first of all, you, you, you should, if you're a young man before the age of 30, you should be, you should not want to be in a long-term relationship. Uh, and, and you should be, and if, and you should be dragged to the altar, you should be, you, a man who's too eager to be married. We started on this path before and we stopped. Yeah. If a man that's too eager to be married wants to lock down a woman so that he's got that part of it handled and he doesn't have to, he's like, Oh, I don't have to do any more game. I don't have to learn anything. I got her. Okay. She's a six, but she's a decent six. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Right. And so when, when a man is always really interested, you'll see men that will go from one long-term committed relationship to the next. Like they always have a long-term girlfriend. That's always a huge red flag that the man is very, um, uh, he has very low self-esteem and he's trying to plug his self-esteem with the woman. Mm. So I always tell the men, you, you, need, you need 30, 30, 60, 90 days by yourself, right? I have a podcast called, you know, um, why you should be single for a while after a divorce or the breakup of a relationship. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then they, so you got to get yourself, you must become self-sufficient as a man. You need to learn how to be comfortable with yourself without having a woman that's glommed onto you or that you've glommed onto that is feeding you, that's shining the light of, of, of source on you. That's, that's, that's adoring you. You've got to learn how to be your own person. You'll never be able to join with anyone if you can't be your own man. Mm -hmm. So, so you must decide where you're at. So if you're in short-term uh, recreational relationships, I call them recreational relationships. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got to understand recreational relationships for the most part run about 90 days. Um, and, uh, and you can have a lot of fun. You can, uh, if you choose to have sex, you can have a lot of great sex. Um, you can learn a lot of things and you can really, um, uh, you can learn a lot about how to give to a woman. But the minute you start to get a strength test, um, and it's a bad strength test, you should learn how to break up with women. Now, I'm going to say something. I'm so glad the spirit brought you in to ask me that question. And this is what I want to say right now. Okay, so here it is. So men need to learn how to break up with women. And most men are wusses and wimps when it comes to breaking up with women. Now, at the end of the 90 days, what you need to do when she starts giving you too many shit tests you need this, like, like one major test. You've got to be like, I'm out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because if you don't, what's coming next, Paul? Another if, test yeah, and another test yeah. and another one. And then they're going to escalate. Right. Yep. So if, if you're a short term recreational man, the minute 90 days hits, you get a problem. You take her out to dinner. You buy her some chicken Parmesan. You get it delivered. Right. Get her some shrimp cocktail. And then you look her in the freaking eyes like a gosh darn man. OK. And you say, listen, I want to let you know the last three months have been fantastic. You are beautiful. I learned so much from you. You taught me all these great things. I never knew about Edgar Allan Poe and all the great stuff that you taught me. Oh, my God. It was so amazing. I didn't know Nirvana was so great. Thank you for introducing me to that great music. And listen, we need to have a party in other ways because. Um, as I, as I told you originally, I'm, I'm not really ready for a long-term committed relationship. So we need to end this. So tonight will be our last date. How's the chicken Parmesan? <laughs> I like the chicken Parmesan thing at the end. Right. All right. Yeah. So now you may get the chicken Parmesan thrown in your lap. You, you may get, fuck you, you asshole. Mm -hmm. You may get, I can't, you brought me to your family. You, you introduced me to your mother you son of a gun, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you may hear all of that. You need to learn how to handle that as a man, because I'm going to say something. The most important thing you need to learn about dating is do not miss what I'm about to say. It is so essential. You must learn how to not be afraid of women. You must, Oh, by the way, they'll cry. Do you know how many men go back into um, a makeup sex with a woman get her pregnant and end up getting married because they tried to break up with a woman they knew was bad for them. The woman lured them in with crying. The man couldn't handle some crying. He was such a wuss that he couldn't handle a woman crying. And so he went back and got into a sexless marriage for the next 30 years and wanted to kill himself every day because right. It's the old meatloaf song, right. You know, and right. And, 
right? What does he, he say? You know, now I'm waiting for the end of time, right? Uh-huh. Right? So, to, so I can end my time with you, right? Right? Sad, though. I, I, I believe you. I believe that's super common. I bet you lots of guys yeah. do that. So you must learn how to handle tears. You must learn how to handle anger. You must ha- learn how to an- handle the bitch. You must learn how to not be afraid of women. And a lot of recreational dating will help you to do that. That will help you to learn to not be afraid of a woman who um, is angry or cries or, 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 or swears at you or shows up at your house and throws stuff at your house or, or, you know, screams things to your friends about the size of your penis or, you know, I mean, and then you'll learn a lot about the woman, by the way, um, you know, and, and these aren't examples in my life, uh, but, um, you know. You, but you, you must learn how to not be afraid of women. And the only way to do that is you got to spend a lot of time dating women, breaking up with them, dating them, breaking up with them, and learn that even if a woman is angry at you or hates you or, or, or writes your name in graffiti you know, on, on, the, on the school wall or, or, or talks about you on, 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 on uh, social media, that you're, you got to learn that you're okay. Yeah, you're fine. And it doesn't matter if someone hates you or doesn't like you or thinks you were, a, you know, you lied to them. So, you know what? You must learn how to not be afraid of women. But by, by the way, very important one, what I'm about to say, that's the only way you'll ever survive in a marriage. Mm-hmm. Not, the, not only way, the only way you'll ever survive in a marriage is to learn that, um, that if there's anger or, or uh, attacks or, um, uh, or, or tears that you don't cave in and give in who you are as a man. Cause the minute you compromise who you are as a man, you then lose the frame. Mm-hmm. And when you lose the frame inside the marriage, this is why Rolo talks about men come back to me and, and they say, they, they come to me and they say, I'm not getting any sex in my marriage or my wife wants a divorce. What do I do? And he's like, well, first thing you do is you make yourself your own mental point of origin. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you must, you must take care of yourself. You must understand that you are as a man, you don't need your woman to complete your identity. And what a lot of men do is they go into marriage. They let the woman complete their identity. They get pushed around in marriage. They get pushed around in marriage so much. They give up everything. They give up their motorcycles. They give up their guns. They give up their friends. They give up their poker night. They give up their Bible study. They give up you know, um, they're kayaking, they give up their golf. And then after 20 years, the wife says, well, you gave everything up. I guess you would probably sell me and the kids out too. So screw you, by the way, I'm, I've uh, been having an affair with your hot alpha partner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's sad. I, yeah, I look at, I, after learning about all this stuff, you know, I go back and, and just watch my folks. And my dad, my dad always had this expression because my dad's like really into Westerns. He's either watching mm-hmm. Westerns or Fox News. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, so he, he's watching. Sounds, West- like, sounds like a good man. Go ahead. He's, he's a good, solid, solid dude. But uh, when it comes to my mom and, and women in general, his, he's raised me going, men are like the Indians in old Westerns. They never win. Never win. Like, and that's, that's what he taught me growing up. Right, so of right. course, when I get into my, my marriage, I'm just like, well, whatever the wife says goes, you know, happy wife, yeah. happy wife, happy life. And it's like, it should be a little more of a happy spouse, happy house. I think, you know, there's, there's a, there's some give and take. Well, look, uh, marriage is a totally different thing than dating. So once, once you make that commitment, you know, now your job is to be the rock in the relationship. Yeah. Your job, your job is to be the pursuer. And, um, and, and I'm all about making the beautiful Bonnie happy. Um, uh, you know, I say to her, I, I give you everything you want, anything you want. I say yes to, unless I don't want to. There. Yeah, there you go. Okay. So like, uh, see, men should be generous to their wives. I 97% of what my wife wants me to do, asks me to do needs help with now. Now you should understand. I, I really made sure that we were a good match yeah. before I ever committed to a marriage. 12 years of dating is a long time to date someone before you marry them. Yeah. Okay. And we both wanted to make sure, cause we both came from very bad divorces. Yeah. Right. So she was doing a similar thing. We had young kids. We kept our household separate. Right. So, um, 
so, so I already know that I have a very, uh, a very feminine, a very understanding, a very, I, I have a woman who really accepts me the way I am with all of my good and all of my bad. Mm-hmm. Now, now do not miss this men. Do not miss this. The way that you know that she is a good partner for you is you must test her to see if she accepts everything about you. I want her, I want her to think that you are, I want her to feel that you are irresistible. If you're not irresistible to her, then, uh, uh, th- then you should not marry her. I, okay. I don't want, I don't want her saying, you know, Paul, you're pretty good, but you know, Paul, you're good, but this, this, and this, yeah, if we get married, that's gotta go. You know, I can't take your messiness. I can't take this. I can't take that. Like the poker thing. That, no, nah, that's got to go. Right. You yeah. hear that stuff. That's not it. Uh, you know, you're going to church every Sunday. Uh, I can't do that. That's got to go. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm walking. I'm walking. I'm not going to compromise. I've learned too much over the years. To that's compromise not, for- that's not the woman for you. She must accept you as you are. Right. Yeah. And so you got to find a woman to do that. Now, Here's the second thing. This is a lot of, a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, marriage gurus don't understand what I'm about to teach you next. You must find a, w- a woman that is able to receive from you. Mm. Let, me, let me say that again. You must find a woman. You must attract a woman. You must c- keep a woman if you want to that can receive from you. Now, let, let me tell you the, the problem that we have in marriage. If the woman has a very low self-image, if she doesn't feel good about herself, if she has a lot of self-condemnation, if she's got a lot of issues with her father, if she hates her father, if she was abused by her father, if she has, you, you were talking on one of your podcasts about the red flags with uh, Pedro, uh, somebody, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Right? Pedro so, Flores, he's one of our 3% brothers. Right. So, so if, they, if they have substance abuse, they've got sexual abuse, They've got issues with their fathers. They got really bad issues with their mothers. They can't get along with anybody. They have very few friends. Always check out her closest friends mm. and make sure that her friends have the values that you want and that her friends are good people. Okay. Cause the friends will advise her. Right. Yeah. I, I heard, I heard recently the sisters told the, the sisters who the woman's really close with said, if the diamond ring is not at least one carat and worth $8,000, you tell him that uh, he has to bring that ring back and get you a better ring. I said, you should absolutely not marry that woman. If that's the advice her sisters gave her Mm -hmm. and she's listening to her sisters, you should bail as fast as you can. Yeah. Right. So you have to look at what her influences are. Yeah. We're like, what do they say? uh, We're a product of our five closest friends. Yeah. Yeah. The famous line. Yeah. You're, you, you become like the five closest friends you hang out with, but, but women will be advised by sisters or her closest friends. And if they're the one running the show, you're in a marriage with the five friends, not just with your wife Mm, and, or or her point, right. Or her, or her sisters or her mom. And if, and then, then you got real trouble. Okay. So, so, but here's what you need. You need a woman that can, will receive from you because she trusts you and, and she is, she loves to receive your love, your generosity, your gifts, your money, your massages, you're bringing her a cup of coffee, you helping her, helping her with dishes. You, you, you want a woman that can receive your love because a a woman, because, because here's the, here's the dirty little secret. Okay. Here, here's the dirty little secret. A woman can only love her man to the level that she loves herself. She can only love you to the level that she loves herself. Now, if she's got all these abuse issues and she's got all of this self-worth questions, right? Mm -hmm. Then when you try to love her, here's what happens is she pushes that love away. Yeah. And she'll say, no, no, no. And she'll cause fights, no sex, problems, distancing. I need my space. Right. So when, when you, and and by the way, and you, you talked about this with Pedro, when you see all that stuff in the dating cycle, get the hell out. Yeah. It it doesn't get better. It doesn't get better when you get married. 
So yeah. if, if you're breaking up in the, if you're breaking up a lot in the dating, if you're, um, if she's cheating on you, if she cheats on you, she has no sincere desire for you. Yeah. So get out. Yeah. Right. See all the red flags, but find a woman that the more you pour into her, right. You know, the beautiful Bonnie says to me, she says, I, you know, I, I, she'll, she'll thank me for like bringing up the groceries and helping her with something. And I'll say to her, I'll say, hun, I love doing things for you. Mm-hmm. I love, I love helping you out. So she thanks me. Right. And so we teach in the men of honor. So I say, I love doing nice things for you. And then she says, I'm such a lucky girl. I'm such a lucky. I say, I get great. See men get, get ready for this. This is huge. Men get great satisfaction from serving a good woman. Yeah, I believe that. We get great satisfaction out of helping, serving, solving problems, um, uh, uh, having her orgasm two, three, four times. Nothing more exciting for a man in marriage. And the only way you're going to have su- uh, successful, uh, mutually <laughs> satisfying sex is you've got to be a real, what we call a married masculine stud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got to be bringing it. You got to be bringing it like you were trying to get her to notice you and, and marry you like you were in your first 90 days. Because you're a stud in the first 90 days, right, Paul? Yo, I'm a stud all the time. What are you talking you're about? You're a stud all the time. But <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All the 3% men are studs. Well, right. Well, that's, but that's one thing that I, in, in my self-reflection on why my previous like relationships didn't work out was I wasn't doing what mm-hmm. I should be doing from the, the beginning. Courtship never ends. But you have to understand that courtship, courtship never ends, but you must be answering her question, right? Mm-hmm. I did a podcast on this recently. I, um, I did a, a number of podcasts called The Cycle of Seduction, mm-hmm. and they're, they're really, really um, uh, good lessons. And, and, and in that podcast, I said, um, you, you'll hear Dr. Phil and Oprah and everybody will tell you date night, flowers, cards, uh, romantic words. It's all BS. Mm-hmm. If you don't understand that the core of that is that you must answer your woman's question. Am I beautiful? Do you see me? Do I inspire you? See a married woman wants to know that she inspires her man mm-hmm. and that her beauty, her sexiness, her curves, her hips, her lips, right? That, that they are, that they inspire her man, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, the, I, and I said this on the podcast last week, I was, I was hugging the beautiful the other day and I was, and I was nuzzling her neck and, and I, and I, and I said to her, and I'm not a skier, but I just said to her, I just, just came out of me. I said, I just want to shush down your sexy slopes. <laughs> it's okay. I, no, that's a first. I've never heard that one. I was going to write that, that down. I whispered that into her ear. I said, I just want to, I said, your, I said, your curves are so great. I just want to shush down your sexy slopes. Mm-hmm. And she just, and she just like melted like, Oh my God, what a great thing to say to me. You want to shush down my slopes? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so men need to be good at when, if you have a good woman and she can receive those words, right? Like, like I, my job is to make my wife's swoon, make her knees buckle to make her go, Oh, I can't believe after, you know, we've been together coming on 18 years. Congratulations. After after 18 years, you're still making me, you know, I I look at her sometimes and I go like this, you know, you can't, you can't see this on the podcast, but I'm, I'm tapping my heart. Like my heart is fluttering. Yeah. Right. I look at her and I go, this is what you're doing to me. You're doing it to me again. You're inspiring me. You're making me want to go out to battle. You make me want to go out and eat nails, fight tigers, you know, uh, get on the high seas, you know, take yeah. out my sword, you know, yeah, come on, yeah. you know, <laughs> exactly. Because, because that's men, men are, are inspired by, by beautiful women that believe in them and, and trust them. So find that woman, attract that woman, find the woman that can accept your love. I love it. I love it, MJ. Um, I think we're about at time, but uh, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. This is extremely valuable information. It was a really great conversation. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, um, so can I do my, uh, my public service announcement? Can I? uh... Yeah, 100%. Go ahead. 
<laughs> so men, can I make a recommendation? I would recommend you go to uh, conversations with men, Facebook group, uh, and, uh, ask to be invited there. Paul, is there some valuable information inside conversations with men? You've been in it for a couple of days. Yeah, I, I love it. I love the inspirational posts. You, you, and you post multiple times per day. Love it. Yeah, there's a lot of good information, a lot of good discussions uh, inside of conversations with men. Um, I haven't written a book for men yet. I've written eight other books. One of my books sold 313,000 copies. It's called Double Your Contacts. Um, but uh, I will get a book for men out in the next year, just trying to figure out exactly what it's going to be. Um, and I would highly recommend you go to uh, any, any podcast plat- platform, search for Men of Honor. H-O-N-O-R, not the one that says H-O-N-O-U-R, which I assume is from somewhere in, in England or somewhere. Uh, and a Men of Honor podcast, uh, subscribe to that. We've got 100, about 150 episodes in there right now. It is content rich. It is a really, really great place for you to get a start with our material and get to know us and get to know if you, it, see if you like the information. Um, and uh, I think you'll find it very, very helpful if you're if, if you're a man, you will like the Men of Honor podcast. I agree. I agree. And I'll put links to all this stuff in the show notes. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, so thanks again. And uh, I'll see you on the uh, Conversations with Men Facebook page. Or Facebook thanks, page. Every, <laughs> thanks, everybody. Remember, be bold, be tough, be resilient, and for God's sakes, be a man. <laughs> I love it. MJ. Sincerely, thank you for coming on the show. I this was the first professional, you know, person in the space that I've actually had on the show. Uh, I've had a couple of other guys on, uh, and some are coming up in upcoming podcast episodes. But like, I've had professional dating coaches on. I've had uh, uh, some other people that are like life coaches, and and they, you know, they've written books and stuff like that. But they're all a part of the Three Percent Man Facebook group. Like, you're the first outsider of the group to join us, but the knowledge that you dropped on us today was priceless, absolutely priceless. Um, everyone, I definitely recommend checking out MJ's podcast, Men of Honor. Um, also his books are available. I'm gonna post links in the show notes, but I'm also going to be posting his website, which is mjdurkin.net, and that's in the show notes as well. All right, guys, we'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Come On, Man. If you're new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.